the Puritan's Guide to Fall Songs Guide. When, when we were on in America and I was watching, and like half the audience would have the backs to you watching you on a video at the back of the room. Tonight's song is... The Bombing Uh, today's show is all brought to you by Eminence, uh, the, the Birmingham School of Business School, uh, released on uh, Cold Selfish, March 9th, 1992, which makes, uh, this 30 years old now, which is why I remember people were saying, oh, Cold Selfish is back in March. Not when I was doing this, but it did make me realize, like, how old that album is now. And it's just like, oh, okay. I was looking up information about that record this week and just it did not dawn on me that in 30 years my goodness we're old yeah. we're old we're old we're old men i can barely get up anymore I'm, i this wheelchair is <laughs> making me thirsty i'll i'll wheel you to the kitchen if you want uh <laughs> wheel me to the faucet please yeah i was i was one year out of i was in college getting ready to get kicked out of college for the first time I went not the first Fantastic. time I've been kicked out no it was the only time I've been kicked out <laughs> I had not graduated high school yet but I had not heard this album right yeah me either so uh I only yeah you know I listened to the band before and then I listened to the band after once they were on Matador and there was actually a promotion budget and they could distribute their records in America I was like <laughs> oh yeah the fall right right I'll listen to the infotainment scan I get it yeah I didn't yeah I didn't I hadn't heard of any of this yeah. stuff um on uh so on fall tracks uh they state that um uh where is that oh it's um <laughs> the biggest library yet from november 1994 which is john proctor says this oh what the fuck are my notes even saying <laughs> uh that <laughs> okay uh, I'll just pretend that all made sense. And then uh, that the song is about uh, Trevor Long, who was uh, their manager mm-hmm. for a while, um, and his supposedly and his supposed faulty accounting. That that is what the song is about. So this is uh, so maybe Trevor was probably <clears throat> from Birmingham. I'm guessing. And- uh, yeah. <laughs> so this is a song in the long line of songs about artists, you know, shitting on their former managers for ripping them off. Yes. Yeah, so I'm thinking this, of uh, XTC's "I Bought Myself a Liar Bird." Uh-huh. What are the other ones? There's other ones, but I can't think of them right now. I never remember. Uh, Elvis's "Blue Moon." No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Suspicious Minds. No, <laughs> he never wrote a song, did he, Elvis? I mean, that's one knock that you can always give him, Elvis. I mean, I think he, he's over. Yeah. I think he's overrated to begin with. But yeah. uh, he never wrote any songs. That's like a huge red flag for me. Did know? he write? He never wrote one. Never wrote one song. He never even wrote like in the ghetto or no, that was someone else. I like I like suspicious minds. No, I do too, and I like in the ghetto as well. But, yeah, yeah. You know. No, I was just thinking of suspicious minds. I think um, but he's overrated. There was this band. Go see Elvis in theaters on Friday. Yeah, there's no way I'm watching that. Uh, somebody posted about that, and I remember <laughs> on Facebook or Twitter, and I wrote, uh, "Each generation gets the Elvis movie they deserve." 
I'm gonna Which I, I, that's exactly how I feel about Elvis movies and yeah. uh, Star is Born movies. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm just well. like, I'll wait for the next generations. Thank you. Oh. All, all I will say is I've, I've already, already booked plans to get very high and go see the Elvis movies. So. <laughs> oh, are you going to go? Yeah. Oh, is Tom Hanks in that? Why, yes. He, he plays Colonel he? Tom Parker. Yeah, that's right. Is that why that motherfucker's been all over the internet lately? Probably. I don't know. That he, guy's he just ubiquitous. To fuck off recently and oh really shit their pants yeah they like accidentally bumped into his wife or something oh well you don't you don't fuck with rita wilson I don't, i'm guessing i don't know <laughs> all right so enough celebrity gossip um anyway there's so, a celebrity gossip portion of the show check <laughs> check uh so long was actually uh, trevor long was actually taken to court in the early 90s by mark uh, because he thought he was stealing money from the band long was acquitted of all charges which doesn't really mean anything just means that they couldn't prove it i guess not yeah so i wonder did did mark testify in this trial <laughs> i hope that so. probably was a knock against him in the trial yeah, I know. testifying <laughs> he, showed, he showed he showed up uh much like um omar from the wire <laughs> not in a suit but with just a tie just on the tie rubbing his chest a lot because he was so high on amphetamines <laughs> He's just mumbling about. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there you go. The song is possibly about Trevor Long, or supposedly about Trevor Long. Uh, I was just gonna say one thing. Yeah. Stuart Lee. The mighty Stuart uh, Lee. Yeah, wrote that the song was a comically acerbic deconstruction of thwarted provincial ambition, and that the guitar solo sounds contemptuous of the very idea of guitar solos. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I, since this song's about a particular person, I, my memory is escaping me. Has, did Mark write a lot of songs about particular people? Oof. He must have. It seems like we've point. had at least a several. Yeah, I think <laughs> so. But I, I, it's escaping me right now. But I mean, also, there's Pat's trip dispenser, right. and there's whatever. There's tons. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of any right now. But so that's but nothing new. Did he ever write like a pissy kiss off song about like an ex, like Bricks or? Um, I thought. I think there was one about Bricks. That showed up somewhere, like maybe a couple of albums after the split but now i can't remember okay yeah i can't remember i'll look into that one but i'm sure i know i've run across a few like or at least one of about her where people are like oh it's about bricks or whatever or maybe it's just one of those things where it's like people think it's about her he wrote it about her but then denied it until right for the rest of his life or whatever i don't know but yeah we'll see um uh um oh so yeah the main one one of the funny Funniest things is like the whole construction of the title, Birmingham School of Business School, which is a lot like the Marky Smith Guide to Writing Guide. It's also like kind of like the name of this podcast. I was going to say. Strangely enough. Who, th- who would have thought? Huh? Not me. Weird. Not these cats. Nope. Nope. Yams doesn't even care. <laughs> oh, Winston. The Yams School of Sleeping Yams. <laughs> Winnie came out. Hello, Winnie. I guess. I guess. Uh, now that the sun's out, they like to be out and about more. Mm. Or mainly they're just like, <laughs> go away. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I don't know. 
I just wrote down little things. Sure. Like uh, the big heart of England is an advertising slogan for Birmingham, mm-hmm. apparently. Um, uh, scientific management uh, from Annotated Fall, uh, which gets mentioned, is an approach that looks at people as economic factors or even machines. Uh, AKA, scientific management is AKA Taylorism. Whatever the fuck that is. Um, um, oh, I did write, I had, oh, sorry. I just had one weird thought, but I don't, I don't want to wait, I think. So go ahead. No, no, no. Okay. I want you to speak. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so someone, I had this weird thought of, so everybody's always talking about how, um, like the, well, and I, I think it's true. The best fall songs are pretty drony and you know with the repetition of words and they're always about repetition you know it's not yeah um so i wonder if the construction of the words like uh birmingham school of business school if that, if that had anything to do with it and i thought it would make a good uh it'd make a good article for anyone who wants to write that so if anybody writing Right, wants to write some sort of new agey bullshit article about droning drones and uh, repetition so of so, words. So you're, you're considering kind of a mantra in a way. Yeah, like sort of mantras is what yeah. I was thinking of. And and it, I it, think. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say it seems like he uses those a lot. Yeah. Whether they make sense or not. I it's, think that's befitting the tone of his singing of this song. Because mm-hmm. his song, his 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 voice is that very droney, narcoticized kind of thing, singing about the Birmingham School <laughs> right. of Business School. You know, yeah, yeah. It's not. I mean, he's used that before. He used that after. But there was something very, you know, pointed about that. I think, and I think it gets to that that droning mantraish quality. Yeah, and, and definitely, it seems like he's at the front of a class or something like that. Yeah, especially if this is about. Well, not only dude who ripped him off, but yeah. you know the '80s idea of biz- business, yeah. '80s '90s idea of business. So. Yeah. Um, so that kind of makes sense, I guess. And it, it in that in that sort of droney, mantraish way, it's it's it's. I wonder if that was what went into the thought process of putting this at the start of the album, "Code Selfish," you know, to sort of set oh, right. that sort of tone, or sort of you know, opening, for lack of a better term, an opening prayer. Right. Reminded me of when I don't know why it just reminded me of the uh, the year the Beastie Boys were playing Lollapalooza and they brought the Tibetan monks with them to chant oh, to open yeah, the day, yeah. and people were cool with it for about five minutes and then started pelting them with bottles and shit because <laughs> they were just annoyed that those people were on stage and where's fucking Green Day? Right. So. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I miss. I like that, that thought. I like that <laughs> thought. I like the I like that thought about the the the, the mantra aspect of it. So uh, one thing that I was thinking of listening to it is the opening part of the song where Mark is doing the rah, rah, rah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that reminded me, uh, we were talking about the Who before we started recording. Oh, yeah. And in my head, that sounded to me like a guitar solo. Like his idea of like what the guitar should be, sound, should be making right now. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking of, you know, that's that part in a, a quick one while he's right, away. Right, right, they're all going cello, cello, cello. Because he's yeah. supposed to be playing a cello part there, <laughs> you know? And it sounds like, you know, it's one of those things where like, you know, this is what I want the guitar to sound like. Right. Rawr, rawr, rawr. Like, forget it, just put my voice in instead. <laughs> well, what's funny is when I was listening to it, 
today mm-hmm. and he came on with that. I was like, I wish they would have stuck actual filters on it to make it sound more like a guitar <laughs> instead of him going, rah, rah. But so, it's all, yeah. Uh, and yeah. it's also a nice precursor to the later period of the fall where he was using his voice very much like an instrument in that phlegmy yeah. sort of way. Like, you know? <laughs> it's exactly, yeah, it's exactly the same thing. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that that's it. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting bit of the song. Yeah. Um, I thought I felt I also felt like this song was a lot like L.A. or something. Like oh, that. totally. It sounds like L.A. basically. Yeah, because this is the this is the thick of the Dave Bush era. Uh-huh. It's all the techno and house influence. And right, that. right. OK, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I did want to also say I, another note I wrote down. Um, oh, that uh, one of the producers on the album was Craig Leon. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Who was big into like electronic stuff. Mm-hmm. Also produced a lot of albums that people will definitely have in their collection not just fall albums yeah <laughs> um, you've, you've heard the name yeah yeah um he uh also worked on shift work and extricate mm-hmm. i remember the um, extricate stuff for sure and then uh yeah the, the other producers were simon rogers and mark although who knows what god knows what he did yeah <laughs> Nah, Apart from saying, no. Nah, that is the guitar solo. Yeah, that is the solo. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And again, you know, I I, I adore this, this period. I mean, I mm. like all the fall stuff for sure, but I adore this period of them because of that sort of influence of dance music in here and figuring that like, and I'm sure I've mentioned this on this podcast before, just figuring it was probably everywhere in Manchester at that time oh, in yeah, the 90s totally. because, you yeah. know, and he's probably hanging out the Hacienda because that's where the, the good drugs were. <laughs> and you yeah. know there's girls dancing and stuff and you know he'd probably get it for free mm-hmm. and so you know it probably just permeated his brain and so he had he just was like yeah write it like a an andrew weatherall song or something i don't know right right no i think he i don't know it's one of the things i always read is that he really loved like euro disco euro sort disco, of stuff that's right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just <There's>, hilarious <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that. Oh God, I, I wish my memory were better because there's that one episode of the, that one episode of the the that British chat show where they would like review singles that they get famous people, you know, musicians to review sing the new singles of the week. And uh-huh. There was some like you know real cheese ball, Italian like Euro disco song in there, and he and everyone else was just like, oh, this is horrible. It's like, oh, I quite like that one. It's <laughs> right up my alley that one. Well, good for Mark. Yeah, he, he was, he's got an open mind. Well, like you know, he, he's a dancer. Yes, he is. So nimble. Yes, light uh, on his feet. Uh-huh, uh-huh. If you saw him play live, you know, <laughs> all over the stage. Did. But I would say uh, also he liked to go to the to uh, you know the discos. In, yeah, in Manchester. So, yeah. That's that's what the, that's where the good music was and the good drugs. Yeah, exactly. Why wouldn't you go? <laughs> so uh, yeah, w- my other little tidbit that I wanted to talk about was the the recording at the end of the song which is like a little it sounds like it's apparently a little snippet oh, of Trevor right. Long oh, like yeah. either answering the phone or talking on the phone and I'm wondering where that came from mm-hmm. like it's is like was was Marky Smith like one of those inveterate guys that liked to record all his phone calls like Danny Fields used to do and I think Mark just recorded things all the time yeah like uh, i think he always had that tape player right? yeah, yeah yeah so like half the time they would just he'd just record shit and then yeah like, here put this on there so <laughs> he's probably on the other end of the phone doing that and what a, maybe he called him on purpose yeah 
I'm gonna put this in. I know. Put this in the song or something. It's a fuck you to you. Yeah, that could be it. Um, I also liked all the bells and stuff that were going throughout the beginning. Yes. And I'm guessing. Like I, I wonder if any, there. if a British person could listen to that and know exactly where it was from. Right. Like you know, so some famed church in Birmingham that yeah. has those bells. I was like, no, that's just some that's Saint Ed's in Manchester or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Ed is spelled O E D D or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I mean, because you know, every time I hear church bells here, it's very so generic. Yeah. Like when we used to live over in North Portland, uh, there was a Catholic church near where we lived. Yeah. And they would do like actually somebody would actually go ring the bells. So sometimes I'd walk down there and record them. Actually. That's crazy. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. But um. But uh, but that doesn't happen everywhere. No. So yeah, I don't know. I was thinking. Yeah, that doesn't happen everywhere. Don't like the closest. I haven't experienced that in a while because I don't think there's. Are there any? Are there any like churches in downtown that do like you know ringing on the hour or something like that? I don't think there are. I've never heard any. Yeah. If there are. I know there's a few churches downtown, but I don't know that. Yeah. Anyone in Portland wants to hear a bunch of church bells? That's true. <laughs> but I was they also, all live in the burbs. Yeah. But I was also thinking of uh, the the time I spent very briefly in Afghanistan for a work thing when I was working for a nonprofit. And, uh-huh. uh, First of all, what? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can tell the story. The, the listeners might want to know. I used to work for Mercy Corps. Oh, okay. I think you've told. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I think you said that. Yeah. But I never have gotten around to asking you. Yeah. And yeah. so okay. uh, I was working for their uh, web team, doing writing for them, and they wanted me to, to like go into the field and write some stories about the work that they're doing out in the field. And uh-huh. so someone suggested Afghanistan, and I was like, okay, why not, right? right. Let's give this a try. Um, anyway, so, but the mornings would like uh, – my sleep schedule was way messed up just because of you know the, the, the summer and that every morning at 5 a.m., the oh. call to prayers would be going on like all over the city of Kabul. So it'd be like right. like six or seven of them all going one right after the other in this like amazing, beautiful uh-huh. cacophony that I tried to record, but because I was so far away from them all, I couldn't get a really good recording yeah, yeah, yeah. of them on my shitty phone. So <laughs> yeah. That was pretty that that was pretty amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. There's photos and stuff I can show you sometime. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, that sounds great. <clears throat> but no, that would be, yeah, that would be that would be really amazing. Yeah. But also uh, completely different than anywhere I can think of in yes. America. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't. But I can't really think of any uh, analog. No, there's really not. Because they don't even have like those like tannoy systems on, you know, mosques or, you know. Uh, right. In, in America, that would that would drive everyone crazy. Rightfully so, I guess. I don't know. It wouldn't bother me very much. I mean, better than bells. Yeah. But um, again, but the, again, getting back to the, the song, like, you know, the, the, the bells being if we're talking about the sort of the opening prayer aspect of the song, like that's another element of that. of just like starting the album. Right. With right. These noises to sort of indicate like, hey, new fall record coming at you. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> well, and now I'm wondering if it was just recorded off the television from some movie or something. Probably. Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas Carol was playing in the right. in the studio when they were recording. Like <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. It, I mean, it's it's hard to tell because 
at the time, you know, they were all just tape recorders. So yeah, everything sounded kind of like shit anyway. So yeah, who knows? Um, what happened to his archives? Do you know when he passed? Did they end up in a school? I don't know that I've heard completely. Um, seems like somebody has them. Okay. Like the Elena or something. Uh, not her name, was, though, the, the woman. There was another woman at the end of his life because right. he had broken up. With right, Elena, that's right. Think. Okay, yeah. So maybe it's maybe it's her. Relevant. Uh, that's relevant. Uh, celebrity gossip. Exactly. Right oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I don't even. Man, I don't even know how I know any of this shit. I just, I think just I read it somewhere. I just think you you're, you care about. Mark's relationships, you know, but yeah, I just, but you just wanted you just wanted him to find love in his life, really. Yeah, but who doesn't? Why would I, why did I know anything about Tom Hanks telling somebody <laughs> to fuck off? I don't know. That's I don't this know. is this is the stuff I miss out on not being on Twitter anymore. <laughs> I I miss out on this and like I heard about the big thing at the Oscars like well <clears throat> after the fact and like what happened? Oh no, you know? I told I told. Wait, what? I think yes. I think you were the one that told me about. Yeah, I think you were the one that told me about that. Ooh, yeah, we got we went to go see. um Vanishing twin. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I was like, "You were hey, the one who told me about it." Hey, somebody... This weird thing happened. <laughs> Dude, smack <laughs> Chris Rock at the fucking Oscars. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I don't know. I so I'm always kind of meh about half the songs that are from this period. <laughs> sure. But I, but I like this one. I mean, the main, the only thing that really bugged me is the rah rah, but. <laughs> That is really only because I think, man, if they would have just ran that through a wah pedal, it yeah. would have been awesome or something like that. Like, a little phase on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I do think that like the the lyrics, you know, I think they're great. a great look at like <laughs> business, the, the idea of a, a business person. Uh, yeah. The 80s and 90s, uh, like thinking like wall street or american psycho although i think american psycho came out after yeah that. yeah, yeah. It but it's the same same, same idea conceit. yeah, yeah. You think, or like you know like bright lights big city had touches of that too and never oh, not as right, extreme right. or you know wall street the the oliver stone movie yeah yeah you know exactly um so um, I, it just kind of felt like yeah it just felt like a definite time period time yeah piece sort of thing so i i i'm really curious about the, the the lyric in there about olympic bidding again and again oh yeah i forgot i heard that one when i was listening today i was just like that's hilarious like it was it just sounded like he was putting down birmingham for yeah. always wanting to just, get his the olympics. mocking this poor city for wanting to get the olympics in there you know i wonder if like it kind of it kind of feels like um birmingham might be like cleveland or something, you know what I mean? It's like the little brother syndrome of you know. Yeah, of just American like everybody. Cities. Everybody dislikes Cleveland, like they're always like talking shit on Cleveland all the time. It always yeah. seems like you know, yeah. um, or that uh, <laughs> Silver Jews line: "The people of Cleveland who suffered for so many years." <laughs> I don't know. Just like Cleveland always just seems like it's getting smacked down for whatever reason. So uh, I wonder if Birmingham's like that. I don't know. I don't that's know that's either. a really good question because yeah. I don't. I you know that's something for our English listeners to to chime in on because it's not like because I I wonder I'm thinking of like other bands from Birmingham 
originated in Birmingham, if they had that same sort of thing. Yeah. Some sort of like, uh, isn't that where Black Sabbath's from? Is that Birmingham or is that? Uh, uh, maybe. Shit. I know Duran Duran is from Birmingham. Oh, you know what? They, some other bullshit I read was apparently they used to get shit because when they'd go up to play in London, people would be like, think they were all provincial and shit. So there you go. Yeah, so maybe that was, that I, is it. I think there's a lot of these bands that have a chip on their shoulder and want to like make, go the extra mile to show how great they are. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder if like, you know, I don't think that doesn't really count for, I guess ub 40s from Birmingham, but that doesn't really count for them. But you think of like, uh, like the move and ELO, uh-huh. like Jeff Lynn, like him, like how ambitious those records were. Right. And just like, I'll show you. Right, right. Yeah, right. yeah, Orchestral yeah. rock music and make millions. Wasn't broadcast from Birmingham too? They might have not, not that they were uh, ELO-esque no. or anything. <laughs> <laughs> My brain a little is just mo- much up. more uh, low key. Than- yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, that makes sense. Uh, I guess Black Sabbath was from Birmingham. I, didn't, yeah, I don't know so, why I didn't remember that. Judas Priest as well. Yeah, so that's right. So yeah, Birmingham's like, the heart of heavy metal basically yeah napalm death are they actually from birmingham yeah too? wow so okay. that means birmingham is the metal city i think though. that means that's where Stuart lee's from too oh yeah because i think he i think he is because he has that joke about orienteering with napalm death yeah oh but that was in college so was he did he go to no i thought that was in primary school maybe i'm wrong i, I thought don't it know. was in college oh well no one be good who cares this is what we, we just don't know this much about the British school system no. or, or Stuart Lee's education at that because <laughs> he won't be on the podcast he won't respond to our messages about coming on the podcast to talk about whatever fall song he wants to I you s- want to talk about what we've already talked about before whatever Stuart Lee we'll the door's the open we'll break the rules yeah Stuart Lee. Um, uh, yeah so man I th- so yeah Birmingham is like an industrial city then. yeah so it is like all the fucking cities in the industrial you know, wasteland of the Midwest that like can catch what, shit from everything. That's the thing. Like, but but wouldn't Mark kind of relate to Birmingham in some way? Considering Manchester kind of has that same well, maybe, industrial working class thing. Yeah, I mean, also Mark's in this song talking shit about business, right? Of Birmingham, so he's so, not. So he's so who knows? He's trying <laughs> to. He's making fun of like the upwardly upwardly mobile types, like Duran Duran, for example. Yeah, or like trying to get the Olympics to come. Yes, exactly. Come to Cleveland. Yeah. for every four years. Or oh whatever. my God, the Olympics in Cleveland! Oh, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> Do them in Philly, and like people get you know batteries flung at them. Right, the right. Bronze medal. Yeah, what would happen in Cleveland? They would. Where would they go in Cleveland? They'd have to. They'd have to swim in the. Cuyahoga or something like that. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh, I'm sure they've cleaned it up since the it caught fire <laughs> in the 70s. <laughs> oh, that's uh, amazing. Sorry, amazing. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's basically. I like the song. I think. Oh, it's I fun. do too. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I feel like we, I should. We should like delve into some of these more maybe we've delved into them enough like this era more i don't know oh seems, i think so too like there's, there's some stuff we need there's to... a rich this is a rich period i think for the band not that there was like a poor one but you know yeah yeah this one's so particularly inspired i think mm-hmm. and like, yeah I'd, I'd like to i wish mark were around to talk about this era 
you know, talk about the, you know, his interest in the sounds that were being made on these records. I wonder and, if you would even care. Yeah. Like, like, would even want to. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Probably not, but it would be nice. Yeah. It'd be nice to get some insight into this or whether he'd give us a straight answer. Yeah, exactly.